Kelly Show. Let's have some fun, and it's going to be a night tonight. We have Sarah Gonzalez with the Blaze, and she's fired up. I'm extremely fired up about something. I'm going to try to keep myself calm. I'll get to that here in a couple minutes. Inflation 7%. Joe Biden touting Jim Crow 2.0. All that idiocy and much, much more coming up tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. Now it is time. Calm down. I'm going to stay extremely calm. I have this feeling. Yeah, I am going to stay calm, Chris. Look, look at how measured I sound right now. Don't, don't I sound? Look, I'm I'm a caring grandfather right now, Chris. Do you do you understand what we're facing right now in this country? The dire situation we are in right now as a nation. We are in a dangerous, dangerous place as a country. We have, gosh. Two million illegal immigrants here. Just just over the last year. We have several more than that here. We have hypersonic missiles being launched by China and Russia. We have a military crumbling before our eyes. 7% inflation. National debt through the roof. We have American small businesses crumbling. We have a Federal Bureau of Investigation, apparently NSA as well, with its sights aimed squarely at American citizens on the right. We are at a time right now in this country like we have never seen before in this country. We are in bad, bad shape. All right, let's just acknowledge that real quickly. I have this terrible feeling about what might be coming in 2024, and this is the feeling. And don't yell and scream. Well, you're welcome to. I don't care. I I, I don't care if you're offended, but this is probably going to make you mad. I have this terrible feeling that Donald Trump is going to run in 2024 and get the nomination. And this is why I'm worried about it. You know I was a Trump fan. I am a Trump fan. Thought he did an outstanding job. Foreign policy was awesome. Finally got some daggone border security in this country. I love the way he trashed the media. I love the way he shook up Washington, D.C. I love the way he shook up trade deals. I thought he was outstanding. I'm getting the impression, and I hope I'm wrong, I'm getting the impression Donald Trump is not the man we need for the future. That he was outstanding from 2016 to 2020, but he is not a man who understands what time it is, understands the stakes of the game, and is going to go all in. Why am I under that impression? Well, we have all the problems I just described to you already. I already just laid out the situation. And believe me, I was being kind when I laid out the situation we're in. Donald Trump just did this in an interview. I let this go the first couple times he did it. This is about the fifth time he's given an interview recently with garbage crap like this. Do you reconsider your push for it? Or what's your view now on the vaccine in general? Well, I've taken it. I've had the booster. Many politicians, I watched a couple of politicians be interviewed. And one of the questions was, did you get the booster? Because they had the vaccine. And they, oh, they're answering it like, in other words, the answer is yes, but they don't want to say it. Because they're gutless. You've got to say it. Whether you had it or not, say it. Right. But the fact is that I think the vaccine has saved tens of millions of people throughout the world. Okay. Uh, I have had absolutely no side effects. I've had it like other people have had it, nothing special. Because they're gutless? 
Are we are we lacking a vaccine salesman right now? Were you aware about the vaccine? I bet you haven't heard. There's a vaccine. I, I, look, I'm breaking news on you tonight. There's a vaccine. Did you know? It's, I know. You must be floored. Is that what we're lacking right now? Are we lacking vaccine leadership in this country? Oh, boy, if someone would just tell there's a vaccine. Whoa. Is that what we're lacking? Do you know what I see? And I don't care. Again, I, I need to stress this. I'm not your mommy. I'm your daddy. I don't give a crap if this offends you. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Email me all day long. I don't care. We don't have time for a Donald Trump ego campaign where he's trying to get credit for Operation Warp Speed. Yes, Operation Warp Speed was Donald Trump's. Yes, the media denied him the credit. No. That is not even on the top 10,000 list of things that are important right now going on in the United States of America. We don't have time for ego. We don't have time for, well, I didn't get credit. We don't have time for it. We must go into 24 with a bold leadership style that's going to be anti-communist, that's going to attack these people, that's going to decide what we talk about and when we talk about it. We have to go after the FBI. We have to go after the garbage leadership in the military. We have to secure the border. We have to do so, so much. What we cannot do is spend the entire campaign once again talking about what they want us to talk about or we're going to lose. Oh, vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. I love vaccines. Did you hear their mind? I came up with those. Hey, give me some credit for that vaccine. Oh, I'm, I'm the vaccine guy. I love, did you get your vaccine? You should get your vaccine. Oh, and the booster. Don't forget about my boot. Oh, that was me too. Me too, guys. Make sure I get credit. Can I get credit? Someone give me credit, guys. We don't have time for this. We are in the fight of our lives for the future of the country, for the country your kids are going to have, my kids are going to have. We have 7% inflation. You are 7% poorer today than you were a year ago. I don't want to hear another daggone word about a vaccine or a booster and give me credit. I'm tired of it. And I've been as patient as humanly possible because I was such a gigantic Trump fan and thought he did such a good job. And I thought he was going to be a crappy president. I was totally against him. I voted for him twice. And then I thought he was dynamite. But if this is going to be a post-Trump presidency ego trip, I'm out. Count me out. I will campaign against him behind the microphone every single day if I have to hear this crap because I love my country more than I love MAGA pom-poms. This country can't afford this. This country needs a lot of messaging out there. This ain't on the list. Do you reconsider your push for it? Or what's your view now on the vaccine in general? Well, I've taken it. I've had the booster. Many politicians, I watched a couple of politicians be interviewed. And one of the questions was, did you get the booster? Because they had the vaccine. And they, oh, they're answering it like, in other words, the answer is yes, but they don't want to say it because they're gutless. You gotta say it. Whether you had it or not, say it. But the fact is- Yeah, they're gutless. Remember when Donald Trump was just asked in his last interview why he didn't fire Dr. Fauci right away? Do you remember what he answered? You want me to recap it for you? Here's what he said. Well, the left would have lost their mind. Man, that sounds gutless. We're gonna make personnel decisions on what makes the left mad? Oh, the communists would have been too mad at me. 
I'm done with this. This has got to stop. And I don't know what happened because Donald Trump, more than any other Republican in my lifetime, understood. He understood what the base wanted to hear, what the base needed to hear. He understood the angst, the anxiety of the base. That's why he was so dynamite on the border. He was the only one with the guts to step up and say, we got criminals coming across the border. We got to stop it. We got to renegotiate trade deals. We have to change our foreign policy. He had the guts to do this and guts to do that and guts to do that. And I don't know what happened to the man who was really in touch with how you think and how I think. But I know this. I get a million phone calls and emails every single day. I've never had one from a fan saying, Jesse, we should push the vaccine more. If you need that, it's not hard to find one. You can't hardly walk five feet out there with somebody trying to waterboard you with, get the vaccine. And if we're going to get that from him, then how am I supposed to take that as anything other than ego? I, we don't have time for his ego. I, I, I can be as thankful as, as, as anyone else about what a good president he was. We don't have time for his ego. We still haven't rolled out serious election reform in these states. We have America changing things happening at, if you'll pardon the pun, warp speed. We don't have time. And no, I am not actually one of these guys who waves Ron DeSantis's pom-poms or even though he's my friend Ted Cruz's pom-poms. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know who that guy is who's going to step up and be that anti-communist leader. Maybe it is DeSantis. Maybe it is Trump. Maybe it is Ted Cruz. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I don't know who the guy is. But I do know this, and I know this for an absolute fact. The guy who's going to lead the anti-communist movement is not going to be a guy who's anxious for credit from the mainstream media for a vaccine. That guy ain't going to do it. I hope. Well, it's not that I hope. I know a lot of Trump's people are listening right now. Get through to that man and let him know this crap has got to stop now. Now. Teach your kids to think, by the way. It's a critical skill to teach your kids to think. So many people, you see this in politics all over the place. You see it in business. You see it everywhere. Just go along with what other people are doing because they were never taught by their parents to think. Why do, you th- why do you think I tell you about Annie's Genius Box, where they send you a box once a month, and it has these activities for your kids that actually teach them to think? Their imagination, critical thinking skills. If you have kids 7 to 12, get them building hovercrafts, examining fossils, building robots, real STEM stuff that make them think. We need thinkers to save this country in the future. Go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio. That's annieskitclubs.com slash radio. And you actually get 75% off your first first box. annieskitclubs.com slash radio. 75% off the first box. Enjoy. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly show and Chris is defending that musical choice, which was garbage. What did you call that? Audio slave. 
I know it's Chris Cornell. Chris, it still sucks. Whatever that was was terrible. No, what? It does. That was terrible. Look, you know it's terrible. All right, we have to. Look, I'm going to get to my Waffle House story in just a second. I want to come back to something. Some, one of the reasons, gosh, I feel like I'm a huge downer tonight, but I want to come back to something. We are not facing normal people. Make sure you understand that we're not facing normal people. We're not facing normal politics. And this, this, is, this is something people on the right struggle with because people on the right in general have a good nature. I don't have a good nature, so it's easy for me. People on the right heard Joe Biden yesterday. They heard Joe Biden speaking in all these horribly divisive ways. And I've seen this from so many people on the right today. I can't believe how divisive Joe Biden was. I can't believe. What did Joe Biden do? What? When we get voting rights extended in 1980, as I said, even Thurman supported it. Think about that. The man who led the longest filibuster, one of the longest filibusters in history, 1957, against the Voting Rights Act. The man who led and sided with all Southern bulls in the United States Senate to perpetuate segregation in this nation. Even Strom Thurmond came to support voting rights. But Republicans today can't and won't. Not a single Republican has displayed the courage to stand up to a defeated president to protect America's right to vote. Not one. Okay, I don't need to belabor all the normal points you already know because you're sitting there rolling your eyes saying, uh, everyone has the right to vote. What's he talking about? There's no, there's no voting rights issue. He's clearly dividing us. I mean, he, he, he continued on and he continued to get worse and worse and worse. This is, this is the stuff Joe Biden was saying yesterday. I've never seen a circumstance where not one single Republican has a voice that's ready to speak for justice now. I helped reauthorize the Voting Act three times. Was able to extend the Voting Rights Act for 25 years. In 2006, the Voting Rights Act passed 390 to 33 in the House of Representatives and 98 to 0 in the Senate, with votes from 16 current sitting Republicans in this United States Senate. 16 of them voted to extend it. I saw a lot of people on the right today listening to that, and they're saying things like, this is divisive. I can't believe what he said. That's divisive. It's time, honestly, it's time to grow up. It is time to grow up and have a real talk about Santa Claus, okay? that's And honestly, you can laugh. That's what Republicans sound like to me when I hear things like, oh, that was so divisive. Oh, he's not bringing us together. These people are trying to burn the country to the ground. He's not trying to bring anyone together. The people around him don't have any desire to bring America together to help things, to help inflation, to to help gas prices, to to make sure we're not divided along racial lines. They don't sit around like you do and ponder the problems facing the nation and think about how to fix it. They look at the problems facing the nation and they say to themselves, nice. How do we make those problems worse and get ourselves some more power in the long run? It is time to grow up and realize what we face. And this is why I am so extremely frustrated with the former president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, at a time when we are being burned to ash 
when the FBI is aiming its sights at normal Americans on the right. Inflation, 7% in December. Gas prices through the roof. Empty shelves. Overwhelmed border. International embarrassment on Afghanistan. We need bold. We need to fight back. Instead, we get a freaking vaccine salesman. Do you reconsider your push for it? Or what's your view now on the vaccine in general? Well, I've taken it. I've had the booster. Many politicians, I watched a couple of politicians be interviewed, and one of the questions was, did you get the booster? Because they had the vaccine. And they, oh, they're answering it like, in other words, the answer is yes, but they don't want to say it. Because they're gutless. You've got to say it. Whether you had it or not, say it. Right. But the fact is that I think the vaccine has saved tens of millions of people throughout the world. Okay. Uh, I have had absolutely no side effects. I've had it like... Other people have had it. Nothing special. Is that what we need right now? Is that the fight right now? Is that what we're lacking right now in this country? And let's be honest. It's just like I said. Let's be honest. This is an ego thing. This is not about America. This is an ego thing. And it drives me up the wall. We have universities in the United States of America finding out which students are unvaccinated and disenrolling them from the school. University announced it will be following a federal mandate put in place by the Biden administration to be fully vaccinated by December 6th. In a statement, the university said students and faculty would be given the month of December to get vaccinated before any disciplinary action would be taken. The university would not confirm how many students have been disenrolled, but did tell me in November, 93% of students and faculty members reported they were fully vaccinated. In a news release, the university spokesperson said the vaccine requirement would affect about 2,500 students, 240 faculty members, and 700 staff members who had not yet disclosed their vaccine status. In the meantime, right now, students are under a shelter in place and are learning most Mostly remotely due to a recent spike in COVID cases across the region. For what's been described as a common cold. That's what we're doing right now. We have to understand what time it is. Whether you're pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, I don't care. The vacuum we have right now in this country is not just yet another person cramming a vaccine down our throat. We have a vacuum of leadership, of anti-communism. Who will pick up the torch and lead it? Donald Trump is starting to sound alarmingly like a man who's not able to do that, and I take no pleasure in saying that at all. 1.9 million illegals in this country still haven't secured the votes. Still haven't figured anything out at the FBI. We don't need another vaccine rep. We don't need another pharmaceutical rep. We need a fighter for freedom who will take it to the communists. All right. I know I owe you a Waffle House story. Just just give me 10 minutes and I'm going to get you a Waffle House story, but I'm not quite done on all this yet. All right. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, do you have Rubio from today? Look, let me be honest before I play this. I've never been a huge Rubio fan. Always thought he was a little little soft. I remember when he first got elected and he was supposed to be the next, you know, conservative lion, this young, good-looking dude from Florida. 
And then I always thought he really, really blew it. He signed on for, tried to sign on for some amnesty deal early on and just kind of, kind of the bloom kind of came off the rose. I've never been a Rubio hater. I've never been a Rubio lover, but I do think it was pretty cool that Rubio got up today in front of the Senate and he mocked him pretty good on this one. I think almost everyone would tell you that what happened on January 6th here was a terrible thing. It should never have happened and it should never happen again. But I don't care how many candlelight vigils and musical performances you have from the cast of Hamilton. You're not going to convince at least more, most normal and sane people that our government last year was almost overthrown by a guy wearing a Viking hat and Speedos. And I don't <laughs> care. Preps to you. Props to you, Marco. That's pretty stinking funny. That is pretty funny. All right, let's get to some emails. Remember, you can email the show anything you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Dear Mr. Jesse, I am 10 years old and in the fifth grade. When I was in school, I was checked out to the front office with a group of kids and we had to sit further away from each other. I knew immediately what happened. I was exposed to COVID and me and a bunch of other kids had to Zoom slash quarantine while one kid was fully vaccinated, was able to stay even though they can spread it just as easily. You can say my name. His name is Nate. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. 10 years old, already noticing what's going on with the world around you. Good for you, Nate. And you know what? Good for your parents, too, if they listen. Who knows? Maybe Nate sneaks off and listens in his room. That'd be hilarious, Chris. You know people do that. You know people do that. It's great. Finally watched the first app today after listening and loving your show for months, and I noticed you don't wear a wedding ring. Here's hoping. Golly, lady. Just kidding. I know from the show you're a married family man to the wife. Curious why she'd let you out without it. One remind, reminder, I do have a TV show every single night on the first TV. Just go to the download the first TV app. It's free. 9 p.m. Eastern. I do an hour-long TV show. I expand on some things I can't get into here. There are visual aspects of it, meaning you get to look at me, Chris. <laughs> uh, two, the wedding ring. I'm fine. No, no worries. I lost a little bit of weight. Uh, not, not, not bad way. Just lost a little bit of fat. I was getting a little chubby. So I cranked things up a little bit and I lost too much weight in my ring finger and my wedding ring kept falling off. Every time I would, I would work out or something or just walking around, it would get so bad. It would fall off my finger. Now you're better off just taking it off until you get it resized then coming home and saying, honey, I lost it. For some reason, women get so caught up in that, Chris. Oh, gosh, I'm not dealing with it. I'm not dealing with it. Hi, Jesse, the Shogun, sombrero-wearing, pink flower-wielding gay bear. Just a joke. It, I was part of the Colorado wildfires. My job had to evacuate 129 dogs from our facility as the fire was five minutes away from us. I'm a groomer at this location, and we did get all the dogs out, which is amazing. However, one of my clients did die, a wonderful dog, Gladys Pearl. And let me tell you, ugly crying is not even close to what I did. I am so mad. How dare he come here and talk about windmills? What a disgusting human being. We had two people perish in their homes. One was a 91-year-old lady. Golly. Again, I, I played the audio for you earlier this week. Chris, get, get it ready if you have it again of Joe Biden going up to Colorado. And I still, I, I mean, it went under the radar. There's so many other news stories out there. But 
a 91-year-old woman, setting aside the dog, Gladys Pearl, think about this. Think about how precious it is to have a 91-year-old woman, period, in your society. I mean, those people, you treasure those people. There's a 91-year-old woman, and after living 91 years on this earth, a 91-year-old woman met her end Gosh, in ways I don't even want to think about. I'm Honestly, I don't want to be too graphic. Let's hope she died from the smoke before the fire got there. And the president of the United States of America flew to Colorado and talked like this. Yeah, we're going to have windmills you can, you're going to see that have 100-yard wingspans each each propeller on that, on that uh, um, windmill, 100 yards long. So there's so much that is going to be able to be done. It's also going to create significant number of jobs. We're going to be able to do a lot of renewable things that allow you to not only rebuild, but afford to rebuild and rebuild better, to build back better than it was before. And uh, it includes billions of dollars. What's wrong with these people? Who? I mean, honestly, you know I'm a jerk, right? A a world-class jerk. I've never denied that. I never denied that. I couldn't even stand in the smoldering rubble of what used to be a 91-year-old woman's body and say, have you heard about my new bill? Build back better, baby. We got some windmills. There's something missing from these people. I'm telling you, there's something not there. By the way, Chris, did you see this story? This is going to fly under the radar. It's kind of a big deal. Just hang with me through the the whole thing, okay? Spanish former police chief admits that Spanish Secret Services, CNI, were behind the jihadist attacks in Barcelona in August of 2017. Their intention was to, quote, scare Catalonia just before the independence referendum. 16 people from various nationalities were killed. And I do have to say, as a side note, one American was killed. So just to recap that, because some of those things may have been a little hard to understand. We have the special forces, essentially, of Spain murdering 16 people and framing radical jihadists for it because they wanted... Some kind of policy change? Uh, what? <laughs> That's kind of a big deal. Honestly, let me explain. Do you understand what that would be like here? That would be like uh, the Orlando nightclub shooting. You remember that one? Where he mowed down 50-some people in Orlando? That would be like, and we, 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 of course, we know now it was ISIS. It was some piece of trash. It was all these things. That would be like us finding out now, today, oh, it actually wasn't ISIS at all, had nothing to do with radical Islamic terrorism. Uh, that was actually just the Green Berets. You see, they didn't like they didn't like a law that was going to get passed through Congress, so the Green Berets just decided to go massacre 50 people in a nightclub. That's what that's like. You want to talk about scandals out there? That's amazing. Oh, but don't worry. Don't worry. There's no way the FBI would ever get involved in something like January 6th in order to push some political goal for themselves. Something like that could never happen in a million years. Trust me. No, you can trust your government. 
They absolutely have not done completely shady things about 10,000 times. Why do you think JFK so famously said, I'm going to break the CIA into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the winds? I mean, granted, he didn't live very long after he said that. Not that I'm pointing any fingers, Chris, but that is definitely what he said. The things that our government does, the things these... I don't want to call them godlike because they're anything but godlike, but these guys, these organizations that think they're God, the things they do with the power they have, it's really scary. If you think this stuff only takes place in other parts of the world, you are sorely, sorely mistaken. All right, that's enough icky. It's time to talk about something that's not icky. It's time to talk about Waffle House. Hang on. But first, testosterone levels are at an all-time low. At an all-time low. We cannot afford that. This is at a time where we need men's strength to be at an all-time high. And look, some of this is in the water. Some of this is just simply age. They go down as you get older, but we can't have it. I take two things every day. You know I don't do medicine, right? I'm not injecting a bunch of crap in my body. I do natural herbal supplements from Chalk, C-H-O-Q, an American company. An American company of patriots. I take Chalk Daily and I take their Tongcat 100. You know their Tongcat 100 boosts free testosterone by 87% in just 21 days? Uh, that's a lot. Chalk Daily and Chalk's Tongcat 100. And right now, for my listeners, if you go to choq.com and use the promo code JESSE, you get 50% off. CHOQ.com code Jesse. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I can't believe you just missed that weak sneeze from Michael right before I came on, right here in the studio. It was so embarrassing and feminine. I wish you could have heard it. Uh, Chris, did we, we didn't get a recording of that, did we? We didn't. Dang it. Look, I'll try to get the next one, all right? I'll try to get the next one. Do you remember, by the way? Because all this talk about we have to get rid of the filibuster now. Let's dump the filibuster. Do you remember Joe Biden back in 2005 saying this? And we should make no mistake. This nuclear option is ultimately an example of the arrogance of power. It is a fundamental power grab by the majority party. Fundamental power grab. Weird how times have changed. All right, that's enough. That's enough of the light stuff. Let's get into the heavy stuff here. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, everything's welcome. jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Dear Menu Whisperer, I saw you recently went to Waffle House and didn't order the all-star meal. I don't live near one, but will be going when I travel for a concert next month. What shall I order? An aspiring menu whisperer. All right, first, I like to level with people and be as honest with people as humanly possible. And sometimes people consider that rude or, quote, too direct. But I want to I level with you here. All right, I'm not going to use your name. You didn't tell me I could, so I'm not going to use your name. The chances you'll be able to become a menu whisperer like me are not very good. Remember, this is... This talent I have to just be able to look at a restaurant's menu. What, Chris? To be able to just look at a restaurant's menu 
and know automatically the best thing to order, that's God-given. All right, that's God-given. I didn't do that. I could. I can't take credit for that kind of talent. I mean, you might be able to improve your skills. Will you ever rise to whisperer status? I don't think so. I don't think you will, Chris, but that's one. Like, I don't want to bring you down, but look, I, I tell my sons, you know, I'm six foot eight. My sons are gigantic. They're, they're both huge. They're going to be huge like their dad. And I've told them very early on, oh, dad, I want to be a NASA. Uh, pick a new career. You're going to be too tall. Oh, but that's my dream. Yeah, dream about something realistic. That's stupid. So you could say that's rude or too direct, but that's reality. All right, all right back to this. Waffle House. I'm going to say something, and you're going to consider it controversial. All right? One, I understand all the women in the audience. We have a shockingly high percentage of women who listen to the show. Every woman in the audience right now is cringing at the very mention of Waffle House. For some reason, women just do not go there. My wife won't walk in the place. My boys and I live and die for it. I get that. Two, and this is going to look, this is going to make headlines. People oftentimes make the mistake of going exclusively breakfast at Waffle House. That's not an insult. To Waffle House's breakfast. Not at all. I like my hash brown smothered and covered like the next man. Have you ever gotten a cheeseburger at Waffle House? A patty melt, a cheeseburger? Or, and I don't know whether they do this across the country. I knew they do this in Texas. They have a cheese steak that's on Texas toast here. It's fantastic. Oh, and allow me to give you one other little tidbit. Don't worry, I'm going to get back to more Joe Biden stuff. I'm busy with important stuff. Ask them for Waffle House mayonnaise. Waffle House mayonnaise. Don't turn your nose up at mayonnaise, Chris. Anyway, don't don't hesitate. When you get Waffle House mayonnaise, no one even knows about it. For some reason, people don't even know about Waffle House mayonnaise. It's not normal mayonnaise. It's a Chipotle mayonnaise. So if you get one of their Waffle House cheesesteaks and get Chipotle mayo on top of it, it's fantastic. Chris just asked, should you trust Waffle House mayo? I'm not saying I'd be too far from home when you eat it, but it's going to taste phenomenal. And you remember that story I told you that one time? Remember, my boys and I, we live for Waffle House, but the wife won't go. So whenever she has like a girl's night out or she goes to visit relatives or something, the first thing the boys do is they say, hey, uh, dad, can we go to Waffle House? Mom's gone. Can we go to Waffle House? And of course, the answer is always yes, because we're classy people. And I took Luke. I took both boys, but my youngest son is Luke. I took both boys to Waffle House. We're walking out the door because we're done eating. And Luke says, hey, I got to use the restroom. And we're, we're five minutes from my house. And I say, can't you hold it? And he looks at me with that look and he says, no, dad, I can't hold it. So I say, all right, fine. Go to the restroom. He runs off to the restroom takes a minute or so, walks out, and I see him walking across the Waffle House, and he's limping. I'm thinking, okay, what in the world happened in the West restroom? He comes up to me. He says, look what happened. Apparently, there was a jagged piece of metal that had come loose on the bottom of the Waffle House bathroom restroom door, and he sliced open his heel with the bottom edge of the Waffle House bathroom door. <laughs> Gosh, it's so gross. I've never been that grossed out in my entire life. 
I obviously threw him in the car and raced home, and then we tied him down, and we just chopped the foot off right there. We just chopped it off. No, I was just drowning it in soap and soap and soap and hand sanitizer. Oh, gosh. And then and then the wife was coming back the next day. He says, what are we going to tell mom? I mean, I, I, look, I said, hey, that's not me. I didn't cut my foot. I'll be at work by the time you get, by the time she gets home. That's a whole lot of not my problem. <laughs> All right, back to back to this. This is um this is the commander in chief of the United States of America. I just want to drive this point home. This man leads the country. So they're making it harder for you to vote by mail. The same way I might add in the 2020 election, President Trump voted from behind the desk in the White House in Florida. The White House in Florida? <laughs> You know, who knows? Once the United States of America finally gets the national divorce we should get, maybe Florida will be the capital. I would say Texas probably makes more sense because we have our own power grid. We have more people in our own power grid. But the way everyone's flocking to Florida now, it's just going to be 200 million right-wingers in Florida and the rest of the blue people will be spread out across the nation. (laughs) All right. I promised you a history story. This is a lot of FBI talk, FBI this, FBI that, Ray Epps. Did the FBI do January 6th? Let's talk a little bit of history. Let's talk a little bit of history next about state police, federal police, federal law enforcement arms. I think it's important to acknowledge what can and can't happen, what is possible. Remember, history It's the study of human nature. That's why I love it so much. It's not a study of history. It's a study of human nature. Don't think the humans today are any different than human beings used to be. All right, so we're going history story next. Now, Lone Star Transfer. If you got yourself stuck in a timeshare and you have the annual fees that are all going up, some of them have nearly doubled, and you can't seem to get out of it, here's what I hear so often from people. Oh, I feel so stupid. Oh, I feel dumb. I'm, oh, I can't believe it. I feel dumb. Stop with that. It's the norm. These timeshare companies, not all of them by the grace of God, but a lot of these timeshare companies taking advantage of you and locking you in, it's the norm. Lone Star Transfer is a family company. They've helped over 16,000 people legally and ethically get out of their timeshare deal. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. This is a company that will take care of you, a guarantee the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a time frame. Call 844-310-2646. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We got Sarah Gonzalez with the Blaze coming up about 30 minutes from now, but I promised you a little history story, and it's time. You see, I've been I've been ranting the whole show about dangers going on right now, how dangerous things are, and I talk a lot about how dangerous it is. The FBI is, well, what it's become. And let's just pause on that for a moment. Let's just just, just pause. You ever heard of the Catton Massacre? We'll do a little rewind. All right, let's uh, rewind with me. Let's go back to World War II, about that time. 
And you remember this guy, perhaps you've heard of him, Adolf Hitler is the head of Germany, Nazi Germany. Joseph Stalin is the head of the Soviet Union, the communist Soviet Union. They hate each other. Remember, they do hate each other, but they, they signed this pact, kind of a non-aggression pact. And part of the pact is this. It's Stalin and Hitler essentially saying to each other, hey, I mean, Poland's right here in between us. I mean, it would be a shame if we didn't at least take advantage of the fact that Poland is right here in between us. And so they agree to spit roast Poland. They're going to split Poland right down the middle. Now, Stalin, crafty character that he is, Stalin decided to let Hitler take the brunt of the casualties. People think, you just think, because you only get the high points in history, people think Hitler invaded and Stalin invaded at the same time. That's actually not true. The Nazis invaded Poland couple weeks before Stalin did, Stalin was famous for this. He would sit back and, well, I mean, you can take all the deaths and stuff. We'll, we'll roll in a little later. By the time Stalin rolled in, it worked out just the way he wanted. Poland was beaten. They were so severely beaten. Now, don't get me wrong. They put up a good fight for what they had. Those Poles are scrappy. They were so beaten that by the time the Soviets came in, the Poles, I mean, they had already been fighting the Nazis. They were fighting the Nazis. They looked behind them and in come the Soviets and they said to themselves, oh gosh, okay, hey, everyone who can get out, just get out. We're done here. But that's the thing about being sandwiched. You're kind of toast. You're kind of in a bit of trouble. And by the time it was said and done, once Hitler took the Western part of Poland and Stalin took the Eastern part of Poland, Stalin's sitting on about 250,000 Polish prisoners. Well, Stalin starts distributing these prisoners to the various gulags across the Soviet Union and, and other places, Poland, other places. And I want you to remember something. The word gulag is thrown around a lot. What it really was, for the most part, was a slave labor camp. I mean, they called it a prison, and it definitely was a prison. You couldn't leave, but that's really what Stalin was mostly doing. He would take people he wanted removed from society, and he'd throw them in a place and not feed them very much and just basically work them to death. That's really what a gulag was. Now, millions and millions of people died in gulags. They were horrific. I mean, some of the conditions there, they're unlike anything I've ever seen, but that's really what we talk about when we say gulag. They weren't really death camps and i realize that's putting a nice face on a horrible gulag but they weren't it wasn't auschwitz right where it was just massive just bring in as many jews as we can just kill them all they were camps camps brutal camps people died but camps stalin has a man working for him as the head of the nkvd maybe you've heard of it if you haven't just know the kgb everyone's heard of the kgb the secret state police of the soviet union the NKVD is the same thing. They eventually just changed the name to KGB. The NKVD, the secret police, the federal police, mind you. You might call it the, man, the federal law enforcement arm of the Soviet Union. That's what you might call it. Well, the head of the NKVD was perhaps the most evil human being to ever walk the planet. His name was Laurenti Beria. You probably have never learned about him in school because your school is garbage and they'll teach you about Adolf Hitler for three weeks and yet they won't tell you about the hundred million people the communists have murdered. Lavrenti Beria came to Stalin and told Stalin, hey, we have all these Polish prisoners. There are a lot of these guys. I mean, yeah, we can work a lot of them to death, 
But there are a lot of these guys, if we're interested in keeping Poland forever, we need to get rid of these guys. And Stalin looked at Beria, not exactly a squeamish type Stalin was. Remember, Stalin signed off on infinite numbers of deaths himself. Stalin said, yeah, okay, go do your thing. And this is what happened next. Lavrenti Beria, you see, they'd been interrogating all the Polish prisoners they had, and Lavrenti Beria had identified what he thought were potential problems, we'll put it that way. And who were these potential problems? Military officers, police officers, clergymen, scholars, anybody who is physically or mentally what they considered to be a cut above or someone who might be able to create some kind of a revolution. They found about 22,000 of these guys. And here's what happened next. There's a man by the name of Vasily Bloken. You've never heard his name, again, sadly, because they don't teach anything in school. He probably has killed more people by his hand, by his direct hand, than any person who ever walked the planet. And this is what they did. They didn't want any rebellion amongst the Polish prisoners, so they didn't tell them they were all about to be executed. They went out and had huge ditches dug in the Katyn Forest, thus the name the Katyn Massacre. And they created these little underground bunkers or just found ones that already existed. And remember, they got 22,000 people to kill. No gas chambers. We got to do all this by hand, boys. And they would haul these prisoners in. They made sure they did it at night. Again, they didn't want word to spread that they were doing this. They made sure they did it at night. They would haul all the prisoners down into one side of this little bunker, and then they would haul one prisoner into the bunker where they had it all lined with cloth and things like that so it would keep the noise down. They would put the prisoner on his knees, fire a bullet into the back of his head. It was very efficient. They had a crew ready to pick up the dead prisoner and haul him out the other side of the door so the other prisoners waiting didn't necessarily know what was happening. Don't get me wrong. They weren't idiots. They figured it out eventually. They would haul the bodies out and toss them in the back of trucks, gigantic trucks, and then made sure they hauled the trucks away and dumped all the bodies in the pre-dug ditches in the forest, and they made sure they did all this before the sun came up in the morning because they didn't want word to get out. The reason I brought up the name Vasily Blokin, he, he was a major general. He, well, he liked to do things himself. So he would don a leather apron and gloves, and he had several pistols waiting for him because the pistols would break down and overheat. And over the course of just a short time, Vasily Blokin executed 7,000 men by himself by shooting a bullet in the back of their heads. In the end, 22,000 Poles lay in a mass grave. It wasn't discovered for a few years later. At that time, Stalin actually said it was the Nazis that did it. You know, an easy scapegoat, right? It's not hard to convince people the Nazis would do such a thing, and they did do such things. But no, this was all Stalin's handiwork. was never acknowledged by the Soviet Union actually until the year 1990. 22,000 pastors, cops, officers, professors, doctors, lawyers, Chris asked if they used a German pistol. 
Actually, they started out with a Soviet pistol, if you have to know, and then eventually they switched to a Walter, not to frame the Germans, but because, surprise, surprise, the German pistol was more efficient and did not overheat as well. So there's your nerd out detail for the day, Chris. I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I forget which model of the Walter, but they used a Walter eventually. Now, why did I tell this story? Well, I'll tell you, I could have picked, oh my goodness, any number of stories. Pick your atrocity Pick your horrible thing that took place in the history of mankind, whether it be Stalin's communists. Maybe you want to talk about the Armenian genocide that took place under the Ottoman Empire. Maybe you want to talk about Hitler. Maybe you want to talk about Pol Pot. I don't care. You could talk about Ivan the Terrible, and the same thing would apply in atrocity after atrocity after atrocity after atrocity. Oh, yeah, there's always an evil guy at the top, some evil guys at the top. You eventually need a Vasily. You eventually need a man who's willing to stand there and shoot 7,000 people in the back of the head with a pistol. As you, can, as you may have imagined, 22,000 died, but he only got to kill 7,000 of them. State police. Federal law enforcement arms. These are the trigger pullers who have executed people en masse throughout history. I brought up Ivan the Terrible in case you're interested in digging into that. Oh, he had his secret state police, too. They were called the Nikki. They used to ride around with dog heads on the top of sticks and beat people to death randomly in town. Oh, great people. Really, really good people. But again, state police. When I warn you about malfeasance at the FBI, it's because I read history books and I know how this could possibly end if it's not reined in. That's why I say it. All right, we have some Joe Biden audio. More of that I'm going to play. I'm going to get to some emails. And USA Today in trouble. But first, listen to me. You want to stand up against a future like that? It's going to take strong men to do it. No more of this weak nonsense. We need strong men in this country or we are in deep trouble. When I tell you about Chalk, C-H-O-Q, it's not just because they're my friends. It's not because it's an American company, although you know I love that. With U.S. manufacturing, I tell it to you because it's a natural herbal solution to make sure you're as strong as you've ever been. It is more important now than ever. People ask me what I take. I take two things every day. I take chalk daily. That that demonstrates a 20% increase in total testosterone in clinical studies. And I take chalk's Tongkat 100, which boosts free testosterone by 87% in 21 days. And they're both... 50% 50% off, 5-0, when you go to choq.com and use the code JESSE. choq.com, that's chalk.com, promo code JESSE. Truth, attitude, Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And Chris, could you once again play this flat out live from Joe Biden yesterday? Uh, None of this is true. People get tired. They get hungry. When the Bible teaches us to feed the hungry and give water to the thirsty, the new Georgia law actually makes it illegal. Think of this. I mean, it's 2020 and now 22 going into that election. It makes it illegal to bring your neighbors your fellow voters, food or water. One, that's a bald-faced lie. Two, we have to have a little talk about that. We've talked about it before. 
We're going to keep talking about it from now until the day I finally get fired. Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, as tempted as you may be, never let the communist use your values against you. Never be swayed by even a little bit When you hear communists like Joe Biden talk about the Bible tells us to Joe Biden would execute you and your whole family in front of your family Bible without a moment's hesitation. If he thought it lined his stupid pockets, these people are the worst people on the planet. They do not believe in God. They certainly don't care about anything. The Bible says, but they know you whether you're New Testament or Old Testament, Chris, they know you do have some sort of moral founding, whatever the case may be. Whatever your moral founding is, they will try to find out what it is, and they will try to use it against you. That's why you hear all the time, "What would, Je- would Jesus want this from the communists? You know the communists who've crucified more Christians than the Romans? Yeah, those. Don't ever, ever, ever listen to that. Or they'll try to do things like this. Well, I guess you don't want things equal. I had this argument with a neighbor the other night. He was arguing with me about my stance on women on naval vessels because they have no place there. And uh, I told him as much. And he disagreed. And I said, okay, why? And he said, well, I mean, as long as they meet the standard. I said, okay, well, there's still pregnancies and, and everything else. It's a complete disaster. Well, okay, but they should still get a chance. I said, okay, why should they get a chance? Well, they just should. Okay, why? And finally, I got him. I said, are you saying this because you think it makes you sound nice? And you could tell. You could tell it's what it was. Never, ever, ever let the communist use your values against you. The communist seeks your destruction at all times. If he happens to quote the good book while he's doing it, he's only doing it so he will weaken your defenses and you will allow him to come in. You understand? Never let them use your values against you. The next time they roll out, uh, they love the, the veteran, the veteran communist. Yes, there's plenty of those too. He fought for the country. Give us your guns. Ignore that. They do it not because they give a crap about the country or care about veterans at all. They do it because they know you love veterans and they're trying to weaken your defenses and tear down your shield so they can get you. The communist is masterful at this. Never let him do it. Never forget. I want you to remember at all times, this is who you're dealing with. You're dealing with people who hate your guts and would destroy you and not lose a minute of sleep. Let's talk about what other countries are doing, because at some point, I feel like people who are willfully unvaccinated, fine, don't get vaccinated. But they need to start to pay a little bit more of the cost of what this is doing to our system. Uh, there are fines that, that, are, uh, that are levied in places like Germany. Germany has stopped paying for the tests, the virus tests for people who choose to be unvaccinated. They've ended quarantine pay for those without vaccinations. Ikea, the company, is slashing sick pay for unvaccinated UK workers. If you are a smoker, insurance companies can charge you more. They can charge you a premium up to 50%, and you have to put that on the form when you apply for insurance. At some point, don't we have to make people who are just saying, I'm willing to take the risk to be unvaccinated, take the risk for me and take the risk for everyone I come in contact with. Shouldn't they have to pay more into the system because they are collapsing 
our health system. They're the ones in the ER. Okay, all right, all right. That, that's that's enough, Joy Ann Reed. Joy Ann Reed has joined the chorus of several others. You shouldn't be allowed to have your job. You shouldn't be allowed medical care. You shouldn't be allowed health insurance. You shouldn't be allowed this. You shouldn't be allowed that. Here are all the things you should and shouldn't be allowed depending on how you feel about taking a vaccine. Just never forget who you're dealing with. You remember when I read you that headline yesterday from that idiot with the LA Times who said, well, sure, mocking the death of anti-vaxxers is ghoulish, but it's necessary. Remember who you're dealing with at all times. Hello, Jesse. I'm a 15-year-old guy doing uh, going to D.C. for the March for Life. Pretty cool if you ask me. It is very cool, my friend. I recently noticed how most of the people who are supporting abortions are also people who are crazy about the COVID stuff. It's kind of funny how they think killing small children before birth is okay, yet think we're horrible human beings and grandma killers because we aren't going to get 8,000 vaccines and boosters. Oh, and you read one of my mother's emails on the air, so you can say my name, by the way. (laughs) His name is Josh. One, man, we really do have some seriously cool people on our side. At 15 years old, I was a freaking hellraiser. I, I was out there lighting uh, uh, paper bags of dog poop on fire and putting them on people's front porches and ringing the doorbell. You ever do that, Chris? You ne- you're such a nerd. You never did anything fun. Well, it was sweet. Don't do that, kids. Don't do that. It's also illegal and you can burn down someone's house. You don't want to be like me. But then we have 15-year-olds out there going to March for Life in D.C. Gosh, that is awesome. You know what, kid? Thank your parents, by the way. Give your parents the best. They're doing a dang good job. Dear fellow commie hater, I just listened to the Stupid Ways You Hurt Yourself episode on the podcast and thought you'd enjoy this one. I was an instructor at the Marine Corps School of Infantry during the FX Oh, he said, I'll let you explain that one. Uh, I'll explain it later. One class, a few other instructors, and I decided to get creative with some pyro. That's uh, uh, things that let on fire. We started by emptying some trip flares into the ammo, and then we were going to throw a lot flare into the can. As I reached down to place the lit flare into the can, into the ammo, every part of my brain was telling me to throw it and not place it. Needless to say, after the ammo ignited, my eyelashes and eyebrows were singed off and my hand was one giant blister for a week. <laughs> Semper Fi says I can read his name. His name is Steven. Gosh, I've done stuff like that before. We are so stupid. <laughs> All right, Sarah Gonzalez joins us next. Joining me now is my friend Sarah Gonzalez from the News and Why It Matters on the Blaze TV. Sarah, I feel like uh, there are a lot of big issues out there right now. 1.9 million illegal immigrants have entered the United States just this year, and I don't think we've deported a single one. That's kind of a big deal, Sarah. Yeah, well, Jesse, first off, I would like to thank uh, Affirmative Action for hmm. allowing me to be on uh, your program tonight. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, you know, it's a big problem. And I think my biggest gripe with this issue is that uh, the left wants to make this an issue uh, that Hispanics, uh, people from Mexico, whoever it is, if they are of Hispanic origin, the left just automatically assumes that they are pro-illegal immigration, and that just cannot be farther from the truth. Uh, There are a lot of Hispanic families in this country right now who waited and did it the right way, who feel like it is a slap in the face 
to them, to their family members, to their grandparents, to whoever came over and waited in line and did it the right way. It is a slap in the face to all of these people who did it the right way for all of these illegal immigrants to say, you know what? I'm more important than you. I'm cutting the line. I'm going there because at the end of the day, I I believe I'm better than you and somehow more important than you. I, I just it, it, it's appalling to me that the left continues to act like this is not an issue in the Hispanic community. Most of my family members, uh, the people who I know uh, who have, you know, family members in Mexico, we are like we don't appreciate it. We just don't appreciate it at all. What was it like when you immigrated here? Well, Jesse, uh, I am, as you know, an American citizen. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so, yes, yeah, no, born and born and raised here in America. But, um, but, but, I mean, you know, my 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 grandparents. I mean, they came over here. They did it the right way. And I'm just, I know that I'm not alone in that. And as much as the left likes to control the messaging and act as if you have to pander to uh, people from Mexico or to Hispanics and say, you know, we're going to give you some sort of amnesty. That just could not be farther from the truth. Sarah, the truth is I actually brought it up for two reasons. One, to give you crap about it. And two, I'm (laughs) nervous about 2022 and 2024. And that's an angle I can see them exploiting. Two million new people is a lot of new people, Sarah. The last election was decided by 50,000 votes. I, I... Call me a conspiracy theorist all you want, and I don't I don't have their plan in front of me. That it makes me nervous. We have these people here. Yeah, look, Jesse, I mean, you know, you mentioned con- the conspiracy theory angle. How many times were we called conspiracy theorists when we said they want to bring these people in because they want to eventually give them amnesty, they want to eventually give them voting rights, and they want to be able to overturn uh, anyone who gets in their way. And then we see in New York, in New York City, we have the new mayor signing uh, a bill making it making it legal for non-citizens to be able to vote in local elections. I wouldn't call that conspiracy theory at this point. I would just call it uh, them shifting the Overton window. I mean, we're, we're seeing it right now. They are allowing people who are not here legally, non-citizens, to be able to vote. If you don't think that this is coming down the pipeline, you are not paying attention. This is clearly a ploy by them. Uh, although, I, I mean, you know, I would call it one of many because, as, as I know that you've seen, they're also using these uh, voting rights legislation, which I lo- I use that term very loosely because we know it's anything but a voting rights bill. But they are really, really gearing up to make sure that they can steal elections uh, in any manner that they so choose. Sarah, Joe Biden is obviously in free fall. That's not news to you. Again, we're speaking with Sarah Gonzalez from the Blaze TV. Joe Biden's in free fall. Kamala Harris is underneath Joe Biden. No, that's not actually a joke this time. (laughs) And the Democrats don't just lay down. Uh, Well, again, I'm not going to make any Kamala Harris jokes there either. But 2024 is coming. And gosh, if Hillary doesn't seem to be popping her head up here and there, is this just... Some of her friends in the press wishful thinking. You don't think that old bird's going to make another run at it, do you? Look, I think when it comes to the Democrats, they have no shame. So I wouldn't be surprised if Hillary Clinton decided to throw her name into the ring again. However, I mean, I would just like to remind everyone that just goes to show how awful of a bench they have. They have no one. 
They have absolutely no one. They have Kamala Harris, who Joe Biden pigeonholed himself into, you know, naming as vice president. As we know, she was very, very unpopular, even within the Democratic Party. But they pigeonhole themselves into, you know, I, I have to have a woman. I have to have a woman of color. I have to have a POC. And then we're left with Kamala Harris. And I think the Democrat Party is now uh, they've made their bed. They have to lie in it. And they're realizing, oh, crap. She sucks, and we have no one. Who are we going to turn to? They don't even have anyone who understands the system like Hillary Clinton does. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. I mean, obviously, I don't think it's a winning strategy. But, you know, again, that kind of goes in with the last question that you asked me. There's a reason why they are trying to pass. They're trying to ram through a voting bill that would allow them uh, more flexibility in mail-in ballots, in, you know, ballots that don't have to be checked and made sure that they are secure. There's a reason why they're doing that. It is because they are not confident in their ability to win in not only 2022, but also 2024. Okay, what's our plan, Sarah? Because I'll be frank with you right now. I'm not that thrilled with the prospects of what I see out there. I was obviously a big fan of Trump. Not exactly a Trump hater, but I do not like what I hear out of his mouth. Now it's all vaccine, 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 vaccine. DeSantis seems pretty mired in Florida. I I don't think the country's going to buy into President Cruz. Tell me what our plan is. Yeah, uh, I I don't disagree with you there, Jesse. Uh, I would just say that I think Trump needs to, uh, I I think he needs to get rid of his ego, and I think he needs to step aside. I agree with you that he is doing nothing but alienating himself from his own base when he continues to talk about the vaccine, when he calls other, other legislators gutless for not talking about their vaccine status. He is feeding into his ego and he's feeding right into the Democrats' hands. And I think it, it is a great uh, it is a great reminder that we don't need that kind of uh, that that kind of disagreement. I think it would be great if we could talk about Ron DeSantis. I think it would be great if we could open up the field and Trump could finally say, you know what, I'm not going to I'm not going to muddy the waters. I'm going to live out the rest of my days as a private citizen. I don't care to battle with the media. I don't care to battle with the left. I'm going to pass the torch to someone else to do that. And we could open up the floor to uh, make sure that that happens. I agree with you. Cruz would be a a horrible choice. Um, But I still think with Ron DeSantis, uh, you know, with people who have really made a name for themselves during the time where everyone else was locking down, I would like to at least give those people a shot, give those people a fair look uh, before we just write them off. Sarah, what are you having for dinner tonight? You know, it's interesting. I was actually just I, I'm I was in the middle of having dinner with my family and I was <laughs> this is embarrassing. I was having carne asada tacos. So. I was missing my home, my home. So. Hold, hold, on. <laughs> hold on. Carne asada tacos. What happened to the whole weirdo diet thing? Okay. Well, if you want to be specific, I was eating it with a fork and I was eating the meat and the peppers <laughs> and the onions out <laughs> of the tortilla. <laughs> ah, you dirty liar trying to sell these tacos. <laughs> Sarah Gonzalez, the news and why it matters. Go enjoy your carne asada, kind of. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Oh, gosh. All right. That's, that's enough of that. Now, You've heard me talk a lot about Tunnel to Towers on this show, haven't you? 
I used to work, as you know, I, I lived in Washington, D.C. for a year, and I used to work in the nonprofit arena. Part of the reason I love Tunnel to Towers so much is not just because of them paying off mortgages for Gold Star families, Gold Star widows. You know, it's not just the incredible things they're doing, building a Gold Star family community, community in Florida. They're building a whole community, a whole community. It's not just that. Part of the reason I love Tunnel to Towers is go look at their rating that they've been given from these other groups, from the groups who grade charities. They're top of the line, absolutely top of the line. I like talking uh, talking about them, speaking for them, because when you give to Tunnel to Towers, it goes exactly where you want it to go, and that is rare, sadly. Go, give, sign up. It's It's an easy, low monthly thing if you want. T, the number two, T.org. T, the number two, T.org. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. Remember? Remember what I've been telling you about buying some gold? Remember that? Inflation. 7%. A 40-year high. Listen to this. Listen. Inflation's at a 7% 40-year-old high. This is Fox News. Inflation in the United States has jumped 7% over the last 12 months. And Cheryl, that number is sky high. It's a 40-year high, Steve, that we just got this morning. The, the number's just breaking a few moments ago. If you look at the year-over-year number, that jump of 7%, we haven't seen inflation run that hot in this country since 1982. What are people paying the most for? For shelter and for used vehicles. Used cars and truck prices year-over-year, 37% jump, Steve. Uh, as far as shelter, that was a huge jump. And then also, if you look at apparel year over year, a jump of almost 6% for clothing. This is what everybody needs. And this is inflation. This goes against the story of higher wages, which we got that data last Friday morning. Yeah, buy some gold, please. Get some gold delivered to your front door. Remember, this is still the gold from, or this is still the inflation from the previous year. We haven't even gotten to the Joe Biden inflation yet. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They'll get some gold delivered to your front door. Get some gold, please. Again, Chris, it's a rarity that I praise Marco Rubio. I, I don't hate him. I've not been, I'm not been his biggest fan, but I got to be honest. Zingers are zingers. This is pretty good. I think almost everyone would tell you that what happened on January 6th here was a terrible thing. It should never have happened, and it should never happen again. But I don't care how many candlelight vigils and musical performances you have from the cast of Hamilton. You're not going to convince at least more, most normal and sane people that our government last year was almost overthrown by a guy wearing a Viking hat and Speedos. And I don't care you know, how many of these speeches the president gives in which he shouts out this hyperbole and, and, and all this melodrama. You're not going to convince people that having a state pass a law that says, for example, that you have to produce an identification is the same as segregation. Nevertheless, despite the fact that that's what most people in this country are worried about is inflation and all these other things, that's not what we're working on here. That's not what we'll spend this week on. That's- yeah, we got it. That's, that's well done. That's well done. Jesse, you keep stressing out over all the pressure to write a book, but the solution is simple. 
Just think out loud however many chapters worth of topics you want while someone types what you're saying. Before you know it, you've got your book, and here's the kicker. At the end, you could put dictated but not read, which would make you sound super important. (laughs) No. Look. Give you a little preview, okay? It looks like you're going to get a book. All right? Um... I can't. I can't give you a time, Chris. Don't start. Don't start pressuring me. I can't give you a time. I can't give you a topic. What are you doing that money wise? How would I know, Chris? I don't know how much it pays to write a book. It probably won't sell. So I don't know what. How much is it going to cost to write a book? For you, to, for you to buy it, oh, believe me, Chris, no one's under the impression you're going to buy the book. We know we're going to have to get you freebies of everything. Everyone knows you're not buying the book. And I don't know what it's going to cost. What, are they, what do people charge for books? I'm not involved in any of this, okay? The least amount I can charge, that's what I'll charge. All right? It's, look, you're going to get your book. That's all I'm telling you for now. You're just going to have to sit on that for now, all right? All right, let's talk about something a little bit creepy, and we're going to make it very, very, very brief because it makes me feel like I need a shower. USA Today, this is the headline. USA Today deletes controversial pedophilia tweets and stealth edits the headline. They wrote an article. One of the quotes in the piece comes from a psychologist, an author, and and I quote this, an internationally recognized expert, Anna Slater, and this is what she said. There are pe- oh gosh I don't even want to read this on the air but you know what we're gonna have to we're we're gonna be bold we're just gonna read it this is what she said there are people who molest kids because they're scared of adult women they molest kids to get revenge but they don't actually have an age preference for prepubescent children I'm gonna I'm gonna skip out on reading any of the rest of this article because there are kids listening and there are parents listening and I feel like vomiting right now and you feel like vomiting I brought this up for a reason. You remember that child drag queen they tried to play out there? They put him on Good Morning America with Michael Strahan and everyone else clapping like barking seals as a, I think he was 9, 11 years old, something like that, drag queen. Desmond, I think the poor kid's name was. I'm seeing more and more and more and more of this when it comes to children in this country. And I want you to understand something. You already know this is evil. I'm not going to not going to insult your intelligence with that. They're testing the waters when they write these things. When they try these things. This ugh, I, ugh, I hate to even say it. This sexualization of children thing is officially a thing in this country. And it is going to be something that slowly but surely takes hold in this country. If we don't do finally what we never did before, kill it in the womb. We have to fight back against this now. This has to be fought in every single possible way. This sickness is I'm going to I'm going to get my blood pressure up again, Chris. I'm going to calm down. We we have to fight this hard with legislation, with everything we can possibly muster. Because these people, these communists, don't think they're limited to some trans swimmers, okay? Don't think they're limited to uh, Black Lives Matter. There's no area where they're not trying to infiltrate and destroy. The history of communism is the history of children who were at the receiving end of it. Don't think American children are different. 
They look out at your children and they view them as state property. They view them not as the wonderful human beings they are. This makes me sick. I'm going to set it down now because I feel sick to my stomach. Just understand, you're going to start seeing more and more of this. I've been noticing more and more of it, especially over the last year or two. There'll be some random left-wing publication out there or just sprinkle some little article out there. And then, of course, the backlash will be bad and they'll back off and they'll delete it. No, never mind, guys. Just kidding. Why? Why all the trial balloons for this? Why all the trial balloons? All right. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. Remember, Friday's right around the corner. You can get your questions in now. They don't get lost in the shuffle. We're thrown away. jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you miss any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, remember... Leave a five-star. Don't shake your head, Chris. Leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. It's it's critically important for the show, Chris. Sorry, it is. Hey, Jesse. I got teary-eyed as you were reading the email from the hospice nurse about the Pearl Harbor veteran. I can't imagine carrying guilt like that the rest of my life. The worst part of it would be living long enough to hear a vice president of the USA insult me. Look... We have terrible people running the country. We do. But that doesn't mean the country's all terrible people now. Okay? Just remember, we, we have a ton of work to do. I'm not, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. We have a ton of work to do, but there are tens of millions of people who think exactly like you. All right? All right. Let's have a hard conversation. Next. Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, did I tell you I'm giving the kids up for adoption? Yeah, we're just giving. I know they're 11 and 13. We're giving them up. We're, I'm done with it all. I'm, I haven't told the wife yet. No, let me explain. Let me explain. So, three or four weeks ago, I would say the wife made meatball subs. And it's, look, it's not exactly like some complicated recipe. She gets some spaghetti sauce or whatever. I don't know what she does with it. Gets some meatballs and drops them in the slow cooker and just slow cooks the meatballs all day. Again, not advanced. Then she gets some hoagie rolls or whatever from the store, some provolone. Drop meatball in there. Don't turn your nose up at provolone, Chris. Whatever. Drop the meatballs in there. Melt it down. Okay, meatball subs. But I love them. I freaking love a good meatball sub. There are a lot of crappy ones out there, but a good meatball sub is glorious. So she always saves saves some for me for when I get home. Now, the hoagies are separate from the meatballs, right? So what she saves is just a big old bowl full of meatballs and sauce, and she puts it in the fridge. Sometimes when I get home, it's a little later at night, I don't eat the meatball sub yet because I'm not quite hungry enough. Chris and Michael and these pigs, we usually end up eating here, pizza or something. I like to be starving for my meatball sub. Starving. So this is, again, this is three or four weeks ago. I say, okay, I get home. She'd made them that night. The kids devoured them. I'm a little hungry, not hungry enough. I'll wait and eat them the next day. No problem. I decide I'm even going to skip breakfast. That's how excited I am about this homemade meatball sub. I get up, take the kids to school, 
work out, hang out with the wife. I'm, fi- I'm finally so hungry I can't take it anymore. I go over, I pull out the hoagie roll, I slice it open, I then get out the provolone cheese so it's sitting on the counter. I've got the oven turned on because I'm ready to get the meatball sub in there and make it all melty and delicious. And I pull out the bowl. I reach in the fridge and pull out this gigantic bowl of spaghetti sauce. And I set it down. I take the lid off and I go grab a spoon and I start digging through the bowl. There's no meatballs in there. And I say, uh, honey, did you store the meatballs separate from the sauce? And she says, I have no idea what you're talking about. It turns out my boys make their own lunches. We've always been big on that. They can make their own meals and stuff like that. Turns out my oldest, right after he devoured the meatball sub, decided he wanted meatballs for his lunch in school the next day. And so I couldn't get them. He stole all the remaining meatballs and then put the sauce back into the fridge. I'm not even making this up. I'll get back to politics in a minute. I have to get this off my chest. Well, fast forward to last night. The wife even texts me because she knows how much I love them. She says, just a heads up, maybe don't eat at work. Got some meatballs ready. Meatballs been slow cooking all day. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. But again, we had to eat at work. It just worked out with a busy schedule last night. So I got home. I thought, you know, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to do the same thing again tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be the day, my meatball sub. This is, gosh, just a few hours ago now. So the I, I still have some anger left over inside, I'll be honest with you. I go, same thing again. It didn't even occur to me to check. I go grab the hoagie rolls. I open one of the hoagie rolls out. I cut it open. I take the provolone cheese out of the fridge. I grab the bowl of sauce out of the fridge. And only this time it was even more cruel. I take the bowl of sauce out. I set it down. I take a spoon. I reach in. Oh, there's meatball number one. Pull it out. Set it down in the hoagie roll. Put the spoon back in. Nothing. Those little snakes left me one meatball, one meatball. And she's she's over there dying, laughing, at the same time apologizing as if it's her fault. I said, it's not your fault. It's those little thieves we've raised. So we're at the point now, apparently, we're going to have to start a GoFundMe for more food. The kids simply eat too much. He did the same thing again. He stole my freaking meatballs. All right, I had to get that off my chest. But in all seriousness, Uh, Apparently, we are going to need some more money anymore. I guess we all are. This is kind of a really big deal. Inflation in the United States has jumped 7% over the last 12 months. And Cheryl, that number is sky high. It's a 40-year high, Steve, that we just got this morning. The, the number's just breaking a few moments ago. If you look at the year-over-year number, that jump of 7%, we haven't seen inflation run that hot in this country since 1982. What are people paying the most for? For shelter and for used vehicles. Used cars and truck prices year-over-year, 37% jump, Steve. Uh, as far as shelter, that was a huge jump. And then also, if you look at apparel year over year, a jump of almost 6% for clothing. This is what everybody needs. And this is inflation. This goes against the story of higher wages, which we got that data last Friday morning. Oh, good. It's only things like shelter and clothing. We're no big deal. <laughs> look, how many times have I told you about Oxford Gold Group? 
Give them a call. Get some gold delivered to your house. Because here's, look, I don't want to be, again, I don't want to drag everybody down, but let's be honest about why we're facing this right now. Okay, let's be real frank about why we're facing this. We're facing 7% inflation, and it's not Joe Biden's fault. Now, let me explain. Let me get this out. We, we got a virus a couple years ago. We looked at our economy. We stopped it. And then we proceeded to print trillions of dollars. I'm not even talking about the bills they passed. I'm just talking about the quantitative easing. The Fed just, that's the money printing machine just whirring along. Trillions of dollars. You can't do that without inflation. The bad news is this. The inflation you're experiencing right now, that's the Trump inflation. We haven't even gotten to the Biden inflation yet. And I I know people don't want to hear that. And I know that's very hard to hear, especially in these times, because Joe Biden is such a world-class piece of crap. And he is. He's terrible. But we still have more pain coming. And remember this. Remember, it's not as if... It's not as if they're looking at what's happening right now, anyone in the government, and slowing down on the spending. That's probably the most dumbfounding thing for me personally, because I'm one of about four people in America who really cares about the debt. You just can't make people care about the debt and the quality, uh, the 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 value of the dollar. Easy for me to say. The debt and the value of the dollar. You can't make people care about it because they've never actually had to experience it. You've heard how many times, how many times the debt is out of control. The debt's a problem. The debt's a national security crisis. Chris, that's not right. Chris just said we have a debt crisis because there's not enough Jews in the government. That's not right. Chris, that's a, that's not right. There are plenty of Jews in the government, aren't there? Do we have, look, every day we go show up in their emails saying you people have taken over the government, Chris, and the weather. <laughs> All right, quit, quit interrupting my point. My point is. We've never actually had to feel the debt problem because it just kept piling on and piling on and piling on and piling on. And you've never experienced it. Personally, I've never experienced it. I mean, yeah, they warn about it. 20 trillion, whatever the number is. And it's this ungodly number that you can't picture in your head. But you've never experienced what happens when that number gets too big. But we have to acknowledge something here. There's an old saying in investing, trees don't grow to the sky. The debt doesn't grow to the sky. There is a point. There is a point where it gets too big. Even for Kamala. Stop. 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 In all seriousness, there's a point where it's too big and everything goes down. Now, I never thought there would come a day where I would possibly experience that in my lifetime because it never happens until it happens, right? It never happens until it happens. If we're going to pile on debt at the same time the value of the dollar goes down, understand something we're facing here. A lot of our debt, not all of it, not by a long shot, a lot of our debt is foreign-held debt. We have other countries. Okay, they're not going to take... A 20 today, when they were taking a 20 yesterday, when the 20 today is worth significantly less. Are you understanding what I'm, what I'm trying to explain here? The problems compound on themselves. 
We owe so much money. We're barely covering the interest on the debt. What happens when the straw finally breaks the camel's back and someone steps up and says, uh, you're going to have to pay me more than this. You ruined the value of your dollar. It's not worth the same thing to me anymore. Anyone sat back and thought about that? Someone should have sat back and thought about that. Maybe maybe we should have thought about that a couple years ago. Oh, I'm going to get to that in just a second. But first, you know MyPillow? You know they have the best sheets around. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows about the Giza Dream Sheets by now. Giza's the world's best cotton. So, of course, Mike Lindell would look at the world's best cotton and say, hmm, I bet I could make something sweet with that. And he did. He made the Giza Dream Sheets. And I have two sets. I've always had two sets. I tell you to get two sets because you need a set to put on your bed when the other set's in the wash. Well, now, for a limited time, and I want to stress that, my listeners get buy one, get one free on MyPillow's Giza Dream, she- Dream Sheets. And let's do remember, when you're spending money at MyPillow, you're spending money with a company that actually loves the country. I'm sad to say you can't say that for all the other betting companies out there. Mike Lindell's been fighting for us. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code JESSE, and you'll get Giza Dream Sheets. Buy one, get one free. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I told you it was going to be a good night tonight. Don't forget, if you missed any part of the show tonight, you can catch the whole thing on iTunes, iHeart, Google, Spotify, and you can email the show. I read all the emails. All the emails go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read every single one. They all go to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I came up with that email address myself, if I can brag for a minute, Chris. (laughs) jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Look, I'm looking at a headline, and I'm sorry it's not true. Biden inflation, highest consumer costs in 40 years. Now, don't get me wrong. Joe Biden didn't help, obviously. The energy prices, everything else. He's made it worse. Joe Biden sucks. He's terrible. I get that. It's not Biden inflation. It's where were you on lockdowns inflation? And this is something that drives me crazy, and I have to get this off my chest. If you're one of the people out there, you didn't know what we were dealing with and you got scared and there was a lot of propaganda out there and you signed on for lockdowns right away. And then at some point early on, you figured out, okay, this is disastrous and suicidal. You know what? We got to stop, man. There's no judgment here. There's so much disinformation and misinformation out there. It's just really easy to get lost in the sauce. Sometimes no judgment for me. If you're a big enough adult To swallow your pride and say, hey, I was wrong. I screwed up. That was a mistake. We shouldn't have done it. No judgment here. So I'm not talking about you. But if you're one of these people, if you're one of especially the pundits with a big platform or politicians on the right who very early on was all, yep, lockdown, baby. We got to lock down COVID. Lockdown. It's just a pause. Go home and hide. I'm really, really tired of watching you, and I know who you are because it's almost all of you. I'm tired of watching all you early lockdown lovers step up now and say, look at this Bidenflation. 
I can't believe what Joe Biden did. Joe Biden wasn't running the ship two years ago. And again, I don't want to sound like I'm picking on him, but the second Dr. Fauci walks in your office and says, oh, here's what we need to do about coronavirus. We need to stop the economy. You don't fire him. You say, okay, oh, hold on, hold on. You, you, want, to put, you want to shut down the economy? That's what you want to do? Do I have that right? And he's going to say, yes. You say, okay, hang on. Just wait right there. Wait in your seat. Um, everyone come in here, please. Everyone who works for me, come in here. I need everyone in the room here. And then wait for all your staff to get in. And you say, hey, hey all right, Dr. Fauci, tell, tell me again. Tell me again. What's your solution for coronavirus? Tell me, tell me in front of everyone. And he says, I think we should shut down the economy. And you say, okay, everyone, you heard what he said, right? Everyone watching, you're fired. Get up, pack up your stuff, and leave. And you're never allowed within a 1,000 feet of the White House again. And once he's gone, once he gets done crying and walks out of the room, then you look at everyone else in your staff and you say, okay, you see that? You see that? I want actual solutions. The next person who brings up something like that will be fired too. Savvy? We good? That's how that should be handled. That's not how it was handled. The country's keys were handed over to that monstrous little tyrant. And now we're in a situation where normal families have 7% inflation. Did you get a 7% raise last year? I didn't. Funny how that works. But the cost of everything in your life went up 7%. And this is why I have such a major issue with this. I gave him a pass the first interview he did talking about this stuff. I did. I did. But then it was another interview. He did one with Candace Owens and then another interview and now another interview with Donald Trump talking like this. Do you reconsider your push for it or what's your view now on the vaccine in general? Well, I've taken it. I've had the booster. Many politicians, I watched a couple of politicians be interviewed and one of the questions was, did you get the booster? Because they had the vaccine. And they, oh, they're answering it like, in other words, the answer is yes, but they don't want to say it. Because they're gutless. You've got to say it. Whether you had it or not, say it. Right. But the fact is that I think the vaccine has saved tens of millions of people throughout the world. Okay. Uh, I have had absolutely no side effects. I've had it like other people have had it. Nothing special. I brought this up earlier, and I just have to give it to you. just have to give it to you honestly. This is why I have such a dark feeling about what's coming in 2024. Yes, I can read you all the numbers out there about how unpopular Joe Biden is, and he's underwater with women and underwater with white men and Hispanic men. And he's under- I could read you all the numbers that make it look like Joe Biden has no chance whatsoever. The truth is this. Joe Biden has an excellent chance. And Joe Biden has an excellent chance because if Donald Trump runs, he's going to be the nominee. And apparently Donald Trump is not going to run to the opposite of Joe Biden. Apparently he's going to try to run right alongside Joe Biden and they can compete to be who's more to see who's more pro vaccine. I'm I'm down about our future prospects because Donald Trump seems to be more interested in feeding his ego and getting credit for a vaccine in Operation Warp Speed than he is interested in saving the United States of America from the communists who are destroying the place. And if that offends you, I don't give a crap. 
You can write into jesse at jessekellyshow.com and whine with your MAGA pom-poms waving all day long. I'm not a Trump hater. I liked him as president. I've said it a thousand times. Times are changing. We don't have time for this crap. We don't have time for you trying to get credit. No, but I didn't get credit, guys. Credit? The country's burning down. I don't care if you get any credit for anything. They're destroying the United States of America for my kids and their kids and their kids after them. And you're worried about credit for a vaccine? We don't have time for it. There's not time for this. And if Donald Trump can't grow up and wake up and realize what time it is, then we don't have time for Donald Trump either. If Donald Trump's going to run, fine. If he's going to be the president again, fine. I enjoyed him the last time. If it's going to be vaccine salesman Donald Trump for the next three years, I'm out. And I'm loudly out. I can't take this crap anymore. We don't have time for it. If he's not going to recognize what time it is and get rid of him and get someone who can. I've had enough of this crap. All right. We've still got a lot more here. And you know what? Actually, I'm not even done on that yet. You know what? I'm not done at all. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I got my got my blood pressure up a little bit there. Look, it's, I got my blood pressure up a little bit there. I love this country, and I want it saved. If Donald Trump's going to come back and be the nominee, fine. That's fine. I thought he did a fine job the first time. I thought he did a very good job. His personnel decisions were nothing short of embarrassing, and he signed way too many gigantic bills, and he was terrible with COVID, but I'm fine with it. Overall, he's a very good president. If I'm going to have to sit here and listen to Donald Trump pitch for his vaccine every single day for the next three years because he's worried about getting credit, guys, then I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. I do not care about egos. I don't care about credit. It drives me crazy. And I'll tell you what, he's not alone. I see it all the time in this business. It drives me crazy. I'll see you guys out there. I said that first. I did this first. Who cares? Aren't we supposed to care enough about the country? Isn't this supposed to be about America here? Right now, 1.9 illegal immigrants are within the borders of the United States of America with no plan, not even a verbal commitment to deport a single one of them. Right now, on the world stage, China is testing hypersonic missiles. Right now, the United States military is crumbling like dust right before your eyes. Right before your eyes, 7% inflation. You are 7% poorer now than you were a year ago. Wrap your mind around that. That's reality. That's what we're dealing with. We have political prisoners still locked up in Washington, D.C. with no prior criminal history and not being accused of any violent crimes. We have the Federal Bureau of Investigation apparently declaring Anyone who's a Republican, a a potential domestic terrorist. The situation on the ground right now in this country is dire. We need somebody who realizes the situation is dire. What we do not need right now is another pharmaceutical rep. There are plenty of those. They've taken over the government. They've taken over the media. They've taken over Hollywood. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry, everywhere you go, vaccine, 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 vaccine. That's not where the vacuum is right now. I realize you want credit. I just want credit. 
I'm tired of this credit game. Let's go with saving the country game. Let's stick with that, huh? Gosh, drives me up the freaking wall. To some emails. Last night on your show, you brought up how we were gifted this time by God to fight. I couldn't agree more. I frequently think of the speech of Lord of the Rings. It's too long to email. Look it up. What, Chris? <laughs> the one where Sam tells Frodo how the heroes of our favorite stories kept going because they were holding on to the good that was still left in the world. Look, that's it. Look, honestly, that's exactly where I am right now with all this stuff. It's where I am with this. We are, we're not defeated. We are not. But man, we are under the gun. We are seriously under the gun. It's dark out there. We need lions leading us right now. Not egomaniacs. Not me, 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 me. I need credit. Me, me, me. We need people interested in saving the country. That's what we need. There's not a ton of good left. We need to save it and then take back the rest of it. We have a lot of work to do. We don't have time for ego. Speaking of which, why do you think virtually all women absolutely despise these movies while virtually all men love them like they love the Bible? Look, people watch movies because they want to picture themselves in the movie. It's universal. It's, why do you think women love all those crappy romantic movies? Oh, I want to be swept off my feet by Ryan Gosling and go live in Barbados or something. I mean, that, that, of course. A woman wants to be treated like a princess and romanced and all these things. For dudes, look, God made you this way for a reason. Look at your shoulders. Look at your hips. Look at He made you built like this for a reason. Dudes are made to fight, to protect a society. That's how you were created. You like to watch movies about big tough guys beating up a bunch of bad guys because that's how you want to picture yourself. That's a, you want to be James Bond. I want cool gadgets and guns and pretty girls and cool shades and tuxedos. I want to sit down and win every time I gamble. Of course. That's who you want to be. Yeah, Chris brought up an uncomfortable truth to the gangster movies. Why do you think mafia movies are huge? No one wants to admit this. And I'll get some pushback on it, but I'm 100% right. Why do you think you love mobster movies? You want to picture being that guy with the slick back hair and the $1,000 suits, doing whatever you want to do, taking whatever you want to take whenever you want to take it. Pretty girl on your arm, nice car, doing whatever you want whenever you want. It's appealing. It's totally appealing. I have no idea why we got on this subject, by the way. I had a different reaction being back from deployment. It was my second deployment, this time to Afghanistan for 15 months. I went through a few quick months of getting out of the Army, starting college, breaking up with my girlfriend, which which she had stayed with me through deployment, and then my younger brother got married. A lot of changes in a short time, and I ended up going into a depression where I thought about stepping off the sidewalk I was standing on in front of a dump dump truck that was driving by. Years later, I still don't have it all figured out, but I'm surviving and working through it. Listen, as you obviously know, I've been there. All right. Just keep working through it. Just keep working through it. And listen to me, veterans, fellas, I understand. I understand. I get it. And I understand this part too. The thing I probably told myself the most is I'm not going to talk to anyone because, quote, no one understands. No one understands. And I was never, I was never doing, I never did exactly what you did. You know, I did, so I can't put myself there, but I'll tell you this much. 
the resources out there available to veterans today who are going through bad PTSD stuff and maybe you're getting down and going downhill, the resources available for you today are immense. Take advantage of them. And I'm about to say something else, and it's going to make me sound like an old fuddy-duddy or some kind of square, but I'm going to tell you. When I was fresh back from Iraq, as I've told you before, I would, when I was not in work at work or whatever, I would go back to my apartment and I'd turn off all the lights and close all the blinds and sit and drink by myself in the dark. The drinking didn't help. I know that's the easiest solution. It's the easiest outlet. The gas station's right there. The liquor's right there. And I'm not your mom. I'm not your dad. But you know, I still have a bourbon or some Bud Heavies. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a nun. I'm not telling you to be. The bottle ain't helping you. Oftentimes, it can make it worse. I'm not telling you to stop. I'm telling you consider getting some help out there, all right? All right? All right look, this is... This is why I get so mad. This is why I get so passionate about where we're going. Education Secretary Cardona solicited NSBA letter comparing protesting parents to domestic terrorists. This is according to an email. And in case you don't know what I'm talking about, let's walk through this again. Let's walk through exactly what happened. Because I feel like this has gotten out of the news way, way, way too quickly. And people simply don't understand what happened. They don't realize how dangerous it is, and they don't realize where we're going. I mean, you remember, I, I gave you that story in case you missed it. It was about an hour ago. I gave you that story on the Catton Massacre, on what happens, on who actually pulls the trigger so much of the time. Remember when I gave you that story? Well, let's just do a little rewind to a place called Virginia. Maybe you've heard of it. It's a commonwealth. I always end up calling it a state, and then some Virginian will end up lecturing me that it's actually a commonwealth, so, so I get that. I get that. But seriously, you remember what happened there? Well, think about here. Look around you. I'll tell you in a second. First, have you switched your mobile plan yet? Have you switched from Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile yet? Pure Talk's right there. And let me explain something because I tell people about Pure Talk and how the average family saves over $800 a year and how they make it easy to work with CEOs of Vietnam veteran. I tell you these things. You know how easy it is to switch? You don't have to go down to some store and wait in line. All you do is dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly and they will handle everything over the phone. And remember, American customer service. You're speaking to an American. They make it completely cake. You want to keep your phone number? You want to keep your phone? Yeah, fine. No big deal. You want a brand new phone number? iPhone 12, iPhone 13? They have those too, and they have great deals on those. All you have to do is dial pound 250, pound 250, and say Jesse Kelly. You'll actually save an additional 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk today. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. And yes, I'm going to get to some headlines I didn't get to, but I do have to recap this for everyone because I want to make sure everyone understands there was a huge race in Virginia. A huge race in Virginia, not a race, Chris. 
<laughs> All right, whatever. There was a huge race in Virginia. Gigantic governor's race. Terry McAuliffe was the Democrat. He gets up. He gets up in front of everybody on camera during a debate and says, well, parents shouldn't be in the classroom. This already sets off a firestorm that existed with parents who were already at school board meetings protesting. I don't want my kid learning critical race theory. I don't want my kid wearing a mask. This sets off a firestorm. Now even more parents show up. And remember, there's no violence at all. All of a sudden, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States of America, puts out a memo citing potential domestic terrorists at these school board meetings, calling parents domestic terrorists, sicking the FBI on them. And that alone that alone was enough. The, the, the country just exploded. Everyone was so daggone mad about the whole thing. But it's actually so much worse than that. Because that letter, from, or the memo from Merrick Garland... Well, he, he got a letter from the National School Board Association. That's what prompted him to write the memo. All right, that alone is crazy. That the National School Board Association could write the Attorney General and he would put out a memo like that? That's nutso. What is this guy, crazy? But wait, there's more. Miguel Cardona. He's the Education Secretary of the United States of America. That's a huge, important member of Joe Biden's cabinet. He apparently solicited the letter. He's the one. He's the reason. You understand what that means, just to break it all down for you? The Biden administration looked out at parents protesting at school board meetings, and they directed the FBI after them. That's not happening tomorrow, next year, That's happening as we speak in the United States of America. And maybe you've forgotten. I haven't. They, all the domestic terrorist heads of the FBI, they met to discuss this. And they discussed attaching terrorist threat tags to you and me at a school board meeting. That's not taking place in some weird Soviet satellite country in Eastern Europe. That's taking place in the United States of America. If you're not creeped out yet, you daggone should be. All right. And now... Here's a headline. By go, you know, the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Healthcare workers are panicked as desperate hospitals ask infected staff to return. Huh. Just, I just want to make sure I'm, just want to make sure I'm totally clear on this. We fired all the unvaccinated nurses and healthcare workers... And now there's such a staffing shortage at hospitals, they're asking people who've tested positive for COVID-19 to come back and come to work. Boy, if that isn't the most government solution to a problem I've ever heard in my life. Line of ships waiting at L.A. and Long Beach at an all-time high. In case you forgot, there's a gigantic supply chain crisis just starting to take effect. You see, the Biden administration, they put a lot of things in place to make sure you wouldn't feel that at Christmas time. They were desperately worried about you feeling that at Christmas time. Christmas is over, boys and girls. Happy New Year. So, not racist. D.C. DC mayor asked residents to have a photo ID before heading out in public. It is funny. We've been told for how many years having to show a vote, any kind of ID to vote is the most racist thing in the world. Black people can't get an ID. 
But now you need to have your photo ID handy before you can eat. And I do just want to remind everyone, this is exactly what the KGB used to do before they shipped people off to gulags to travel around the Soviet Union. You had to have papers in your hand. And I don't mean to travel long distances. If you decided you want to do leave your apartment for the night and head down to the grocery store and pick up some Bud Heavies, you had to have papers. If you did not have papers... They would, this is something that happened regularly, chuck you in the back of a truck and you were never seen again. Joe Biden lies about Georgia voting law in speech against Jim Crow 2.0. I'm not necessarily worried about Joe Biden's Jim Crow 2.0 rhetoric. I am, however, a bit worried about this voting law thing. I realize they don't necessarily have the votes in the Senate for it. But as I've said several times before, Democrats, communists, are not simply going to look at a potential loss in 2022 and say to themselves, well, oh, well, we tried, couldn't quite get it done. That's not how these people think. Knife-wielding suspect has a felony charge reduced under Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's policies. Get yourself and your family out of the blue cities in this country Because not only are you not allowed to have a gun, you now no longer have any protection from the forces of government at all. If you reside in one of these big cities now, you are officially prey. Biden rehires Obama's gain-of-function risk analyst. Oh, good. At a time of crisis, we're bringing back Barack Obama's people who facilitated all this. Fox News tops ESPN as the most-watched cable network, while CNN sheds nearly 90% of the 2021 audience. As I have said before, talent is talent. If you invested all four years in Donald Trump's the devil, well, when Donald Trump's gone, you don't have anything to talk about anymore, and you're pretty much completely toast. U.S. quarters get a dramatic redesign with Maya Angelou and other notable women. I mean, okay, does this change anything? It is funny that U.S. women finally got put on U.S. US coins at the same time U.S. coins are worthless. (laughs) Quit, Chris. New documents reveal early beliefs that SARS-CoV-2 was engineered. It is odd. We're now two years into the pandemic And we don't still know where the thing even came from. How is that humanly possible? How is it humanly possible with all the research out there, we don't have anything concrete on where it came from? And don't you remember the very beginning? Because I remember the very beginning of it when they tried to tell us it came from a bowl of bat soup or something crazy like that. Remember? Oh, it came from one of these uh, 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 Chinese wet markets. And then it took about five seconds of research, and you looked in and found out, hold on, there, there's a Wuhan lab? There's a Wuhan lab that deals with deadly viruses? There's a Wuhan lab that deals with deadly viruses, and they've been involved in gain-of-function research to weaponize these deadly viruses? W- what? How's that humanly possible? Fellas? Your testosterone levels are at an all-time low. I didn't come up with that. That's not my thing. That's reality. It's just the way it works now. 
it is important now more than it has ever been important before that men remain strong and take the lead and get us out of this daggone mess. And we can't do that if we're a bunch of low T losers. The guys at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, Chalk, they're an American company and they have amazing natural herbal supplements with U.S. manufacturing. I take two every day. I recommend them. I take Chalk Daily and Chalk's Tomcat 100. I take them every day. Go to choq.com, use the promo code JESSE, and you get 50% off. That's chalk.com, promo code JESSE, you get 50% off. Chalk Daily and Tomcat 100. All right. That's all. So-